is Baito. I've been told to read this list of people. Apparently, you are joining us on this journey. So, there's a couple of things you gotta know. I'm in charge, so I'm gonna say these names now and just assume that it means you work for me now. This is attendance for your first day, okay? So here we go. Nick Scott, Gullet Ice, Matthew Smets, and Miri Rain. Today you will be on trap cleaning duty. Lots of bear traps. The need a greasen. Chris Walsh, Mike Hammond, Michael Pollard, and Jason Campbell. All of you are going to be tracking down pigs to steal and or eat. Oh, tasty pigs. Olga Krasik, Michelle B, Noreen Elizabeth, and David Forsey. All of you are going to be working on building nests. The biggest nests that you can find with all of the most expensive looking fabrics that you can tear up. Heather Baird, Sherilyn, Chelsea Dab Hilke, and Shell Scott. You can take the day off. You know what? I'm feeling generous. All of my other tasks are taken care of, thanks to those above. But you're gonna work double hard next time, you got me? I ain't getting soft. So thank you for joining the caravan and making all of my jobs a little bit easier. I am going to go take a sleep and dream about all those pigs you're going to get me. Bye-bye. Hello, it's Yuri Ditch Digger, your resident law bard, to catch you up on what happened last time on Wonders and Blunders. The party solved the murder of Kenworth the Cold and brought him back to life. They then had some after-dinner drinks. Bree stole a bunch of gold from Herrick. Phelan got a couple of new spells. Star got a new magic dagger that returns to his hand after he throws it. Rowan had a chat with Paulina and learned that Teak, the stone hanging around his neck, might have some connection with the Council of Azuth, a group of powerful wizards who capture anyone who illegally uses divination magic. And then when they turned in for the night, Kara was struck with a horrible dream of being trapped in the Twilight Court with the Dupe Kotha, seeing Lilia hovering above it and then bleeding into the maze and conversing before Kara and Lilia's minds were joined and she saw a bunch of darklings assembling a giant bramble gate. Ominous stuff. But I did have a dream that all my teeth fell out once and I still got all my chompers. So probably don't need to think about that too much. Let's see if she does on this week's episode of Wonders and Blunders. So, all of you except for Bree, uh, I think, Kara, you probably wake up first. I think that sort of jars you awake, that experience. Uh, and when you wake up, those directions are still ringing in your mind to the point that when you fully wake up, you find that you have been pacing the room, following those directions as best you can, sort of like walking oh, a groove almost boy. into the carpet of the room. Uh, and then slowly, this compulsion starts to fade uh, and you regain control. Okay. Is it the kind of thing where I could probably like just literally list them off? Like I could remember the whole thing or is it like the compulsion kept going? It, it was the compulsion kept going and you were you were re-walking someone else's path. That's what it felt like. Okay. This face that you connected with briefly has been walking that path for quite some time looking for an exit, which is what you were doing too. Just a, a very single-minded goal of escape. What was his name again? Like Dagobah or Dagother? <laughs> Dubkatha? Dubkatha. 
Do dark crow. But slowly, everybody else, after probably sleeping in a little later than usual to get rid of the exhaustion of the past little while, starts to wake up. Uh, I think everyone, everyone else would probably be in the guest room. After I came back to myself enough to be comfortable, I'd probably go to the guest room just because I didn't intend to fall asleep in front of the fireplace. And now I'm very unsettled. Yeah, so as, as all of you are waking up in bed, you see uh, Kara, the door open, and Kara can... Oh, good morning. Uh, how's everything going? Oh, oh n- not great, actually. Um, I slept badly, and, um, well, maybe I'll wait for the others to wake up. But uh, I have probably bad news, I think. Oh, good. All right. Kara's hair is, like, weirdly matted, and uh, she looks like she was having a really nasty nightmare. You want some blueberries? I just got them over there on the chair. Yes, I would love some blueberries. Thank you. Yeah, they always make me feel a bit better after a nightmare. Yeah. Stress eating. It's the ticket. How, how hungover are the two of you today? <laughs> Noticeably. Yeah, I got a headache. Bags under my eyes. Just thinking, because you guys went to town on those drinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like for... Kara, difficult to tell. Mind just completely ringing. Still, I think every time you stop and like Rowan, while you're talking to Kara, when she's not talking, you see her eyes get kind of far away mm-hmm. and you can see her mouthing directions. Hey, uh, Kara, when you finish those blueberries, how, how about I give you a hug? Sure. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yep. Come in. Come in here. And a big like bear hug. It, it's mm-hmm. going to be all right. I don't know what you dreamt and we'll talk about that, but it's going to be all right. Thanks, Rowan. Um, thanks. Yeah. I'm very twitchy. Uh, The hug doesn't last as long as it normally, like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as you'd expect. Does Rowan have to, like, drop drop to a knee? Probably. No, it's like a bend, hug, and, like, pick up, swing the legs a little bit, and then drop back down. (laughs) (laughs) Your back cracks. Like, everything's realigned. Well, that's convenient. Uh, But, yeah, I I think the others in, in bed... As, as you're in bed, I think you would hear this this conversation happening, because this is all in the guest room. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're shouting it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kara, Kara's not moderating her, moderating her voice in the way that, like, she maybe would if she was actually attending to the world around her. She's just, like, she's got too much on her mind to, you know, be considerate. Yeah, Star's uh, yeah, Balin just... would certainly wake up. Yeah, Star just kind of mutters, like, why are you yelling? Please, <laughs> go back to bed. Oh, sorry, sorry, Star. Um, thank I you. Can't. <laughs> okay, we'll do it somewhere else. <laughs> well, come now, Star. It's it, it's fairly late already. It's it's time for us to get going. Don't you want to see your family again? <laughs> Star just kind of like rolls over and like doesn't pay attention. Yeah, well, maybe breakfast will stir you a little better. You see a tail twitch under the blanket. Yeah, that's right. I see that. I see that. Don't you don't? No, you don't. Yeah, I'll go get coffee going. <laughs> I uh, I set up for my, my morning uh, divination spells. Okay. Yeah, I think suddenly Ben just sits up dead upright, like eyes <laughs> up, just... <gasps> the blankets were and, so uh, well tucked in around you that they're like yeah. up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The blankets, yeah, still on the... And um, you see that across his head, his face, and on his neck, he's got feathers, fully just feathers, and yellow owl eyes and a, like, a hooked owl, like a sharp beak nose, still has a mouth. He's just, uh, I'm up, I'm up. And, like, some of the feathers are sticking up, bedhead style. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> Little monster Ben. 
What's for breakfast? Well, I mean, if it's anything like normal, I guess it's whatever we ask Jeeves for. Do we just ask Jeeves? Yeah, okay. Uh, Jeeves. <laughs> yeah, the door opens to the room. <laughs> you see the outer hallway and Jeeves just facing the door. Just, uh, yes, sir. Can, uh, may I have breakfast, please? Of course. And uh, like one by one, a plate appears and then a stack of pancakes starts like stacking up and he's just like, say when. <laughs> oh, <no>. When? <laughs> when more than three is gross. Yeah, so yeah, three three <laughs> pop up and then a little like syrup thing appears and starts pouring syrup on and like a couple of berries pop and just plop onto it one by one. When? Oh, Jeeves, <laughs> uh, throw some coffee in here too, would you? Yeah, and a uh, little coffee pot pops in. Oh, I didn't say when though. Uh, another coffee pot pops in. <laughs> I just like move my hand like a yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they start like hopping off the bedside table that they've been popping in on and another one pops and they just keep going and yeah. Jeeves is getting growingly more concerned. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. All, all right. I think uh, one more. And then there we go. Uh, Jeeves, could you, could you do a croque monsieur? <laughs> of course, sir. <laughs> And whatever that is appears. <laughs> As the DM describes a croc monster. <laughs> yeah. So there's uh, this French crocodile appears in the room <laughs> with a beret and hands you a baguette. Give me that hammy, uh, cheesy sandwich. Yeah, it's like a grilled cheese sandwich with ham. Well, that's a stupid name for that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's the, what's the hoity-toityest thing Valen could ask for? <laughs> a breakfast sandwich in a, a French in an annoying way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so all of your uh, breakfasts sort of start to pop in. And in the, in the hallway, uh, you can see Beatrice walking past with like kind of a bag and like putting her coat on, getting ready to go out the front door. Uh, and she kind of looks in and sees you and says, very nice meeting you. Uh, I suppose if uh, any of you are ever in Ritness, um, look me up. Come to the Spire Academy. I'll maybe teach you a thing or two. Oh, you, I would... you leave in so soon? Um, yes. I have to get back to, well, to sort out. And you can see that she has, like, under her arm a bunch of scrolls. And she says, I need to go trade these in for my job. Oh, uh, mm. coffee before you go? She like looks in on the on the floor, just all these coffee pots everywhere, and she holds up her own coffee pot in her hand and says, "I've uh, I'm taken care of. Thank you." All right, and I'll I'll raise mine to her as well, give her a wink, and, and just down it. So yeah, so she looks you a have you have like well. a whole like pot of coffee that you're drinking from? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> my, yeah because okay. my big old furbolg hands, right? Like mugs look dumb and there's never enough in them. <laughs> so I just drink straight. From, I've always done this straight from the pot and it's annoying for you guys because we only have a couple. <laughs> I think Ben's like t halfway through a short, his short stack and then he just kind of swallows it. What's wrong, Kara? Oh, um, I think I'm still connected to Lilia. Valen looks up from his divinations. Yeah. yeah. Star sits up in bed. Ben's, huh? Ben's fork of pancakes falls back onto his plate. <laughs> Thunder cracks outside. <laughs> Every, if you want to enter this scene, you, uh, I don't know if you would go to the guest room. I was planning up. a musical number on their entrance of Finding Me, but. Uh... <laughs> well, all right. Well, keep keep thinking if you got to get those harmonies and stuff out. <laughs> um, there goes the lizard with her grumpy sewing. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess if there's if there's other people up moving around in the house, uh, um, we can conveniently say that Bree enters around this time, um, just like wide awake and uh, very energetic, uh, entering the room, being like, "Oh, good, everyone is up." So I think I'm still connected to Lilia. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure she knows exactly what we did for the last couple of days, because um, you know, something got in my head and rummaged around. Oh god. Yeah. That's, awful. That's extremely concerning. It was very uncomfortable. She's doing something to the to the dupe katha for for the dupe katha or both. I'm not sure. Anyway, she was bleeding into the maze. What's the dupe katha? Uh, uh, Diglin told us of of his his story. He's the trapped prince from the 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 winter in the court. maze. Oh, the winter court. Uh, Ken might know something about him. Uh he he's he's been banished to the, the Twilight Court into a bramble maze, yes. Boy, oh, that sounds like we need to be talking to Ken. Uh, that's, I mean, that's that's convenient, right? That's good. And, um, she's definitely trying to open that door or something. Yeah. Well, that's she's not good. sucking the life force of various Darklings into a jar she's got. Um, yeah. You know, there was a whole pit full of dead, desiccated Darklings. That when sounds like some sort of we did our brain scramble, and they didn't they didn't pop when they died. Oh, they were just these like little shells, husks, darkling husks. She sort of sucked something out of their mouth into the jar, and then they were, yeah, little corpses. Was it maybe just a nightmare? Did you have any cheese last night? <laughs> well, I mean, I I drank last night, but um, it felt very real. Well, sometimes the things that we uh, have in when our sleep, uh, they, they feel like things that have happened or, or will happen. It does not mean that it is necessarily true, but... Uh, I've, I've dreamt the real things. It can, it, can, it can happen. It happens all the time. Isn't that like what your kind of magic is? Yes, right, it, I would certainly not disregard uh, this information as just a nightmare. It really, it smelt like, it smelt like dust blood. It smelt... Like, who has that vial? Somebody Did grabbed it. it. Oh, okay. Yeah, we did. Uh, let's let's go find Kinoith and uh, ask what he knows of of Dupkatha. Yeah. yeah. And perhaps we can see if he can uh, return us to Diglin and the others. It has been some time that we have been away. Yes. And um, maybe I wonder. I wonder if I should be using magic. You're afraid that the uh, effects of the dusk blood are still affecting you. Well. I'm maybe. I'm still connected, I think. I think I'm still connected. Well, maybe you could ask Paulina for help, because she helped me sleep last night. She's and and I I I got the dusk blood out of you before, and she's stronger than me. Couldn't That's... we also just uh, point that uh, magnifying glass thing at you, maybe? What? Ben starts like searching around in his bed. <laughs> maybe that would uh, shed some light on the situation. And he, uh, his, his, he finds his coat where uh, Rowan, I think, gently folded it on like a, a chair mm-hmm. and gets the uh, identifying magnifying glass out and has a look at Kara. She's not glowing with any sort of aura. She doesn't look magic. That, that I mean, that's last a good time sign. it turned you into bird creature. Uh, are you molting again? And Bree just starts like picking at your hair. Yeah. I look at my hands, see if there's any trace of claws left or anything. No, no, you don't have any, no, no claws, no feathers or anything like that. Uh, you don't, you do feel like 
you know, you, you have all these emotions right now that you're feeling in regards to the dream that you didn't have when you were under the effects of the dust blood. You were very calm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it's true that I'm, I'm not calm like I was. The connection could just be a lingering effect of, yeah. the, of, of the original poisoning. Oh, I was, well, there's only dealing with it. Well, there's no... Let, let's go see what we can learn. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> I heard Bree. It was about time we yeah. ate Lilia. <laughs> yeah, I got that one. What, what did Star say? <laughs> I just said, uh, Star said, Paulina seems pretty knowledgeable. Also, did anyone order any sausages? Uh, yeah, a sausage just like plops onto your bed. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a, a plate? A plate I'm not plops an on animal. top of the sausage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eh. And then the Stardust reaches under and starts chewing on the sausage. <laughs> yeah, where would Ken be at this time in the morning? Yeah, I guess if you ask Jeeves, he says, oh, uh, uh, Mr. Ken Walsh should be taking his coffee in the observatory. If we I sort of knock I'm... politely on the door before entering. Uh, yeah, and uh, it, it sort of like opens on its own while you're knocking, but it opens into the observatory. You can see Ken standing by the dome looking out uh, sort of next to his telescope with uh, a bunch of notes and his own like personal pot of coffee mm. and he's staring out at the now completely clear landscape the vicious storm has passed sorry oh, it's not I didn't as bad as it to... was last night uh, sorry ken we didn't want to barge in i i know how important morning rituals are oh no bother i have uh, not too much to prepare for just getting ready to bring you all home i suppose and uh, of course admiring the morning uh, the storm has passed. Uh, unfortunately, it seems all of our guests from last night have left indeed. Oh, you didn't get to say goodbye to Ventress? No, she moved on. I, I suppose this is a confusing time for her. I wonder, I mean, maybe I'll see her again if she's freed herself from this service. I'm not, I'm not sure where her loyalties will lie now. Wait, did, did, did Paulina did, leave? Did, did Terry leave? I was supposed to give him a letter. Uh, oh, no, I, I believe the children besides Beatrice uh, and Paulina are still here. I, th oh, cool. I think they're down in the dining room having their mm. breakfast. Well, I, I will say real quick that uh, Ventress was uh, was a real help in yesterday's uh, activities. Uh, so I, I feel like Ventress will probably show up again pretty soon. Well, I very much hope so. I would like to thank her myself. Do you know about the Dupka? Is it what? Dupka? The Dupkatha. Dupkatha? And he, he's, like, taken aback a little bit, and he's like, um, please, the uh, the Dark Crow, if you don't mind. Uh, such names are dangerous. Oh, I should have thought. Do you know what the long-term effects of, um... Dusk blood? Dusk blood poisoning might be? Dusk blood from the Twilight Court? Yeah, that's the one. Uh, yes. Yes, yes, that's right. Yes, mm. we've gotten tangled with a, uh... With a hag who who seems in some way connected to, uh, subservient to, uh, seeking perhaps uh, the the dark crow. Hmm. There are those who get lost in his madness. Sometimes the entryway that you're looking for is one that goes to a prison. I suppose we did some experiments with the vines from the Twilight Court, uh, hoping for military practices. But um, uh, as far as lasting effects, besides uh, madness, possible transformation, they, it can be fairly unpredictable, but not mm. irreversible, uh, necessarily, if you get it quick enough. We, Yeah, Kara was poisoned, and then I 
I used some of my powers and took it out of her. But she also, Lilia uses vines. We saw vines. Vines attacked us. And, um, well, well, I was, I was given some of the dusk blood and, uh, and Ben did a great job. He restored, protected me from the poison. Every time I used magic myself, it was, uh, it was, it was just making it worse. But, uh, I, I'm still connected, I think. And Rowan will put a coffee pot, one of the coffee pots down on a little table and then put his <laughs> hand on your, your shoulder, Kara, and give you like a little, like a, a supportive squeeze. Yes, we found the reactions with magic to be especially useful. We hoped to uh, poison the mages of the enemy, and but we found that it solved one problem and caused another one. What they became was just as dangerous, if not worse, most of the time. Uh, it was a discontinued pursuit. Very quick thinking, reversing it when you did, uh, there would be very little that could be done if you hadn't done it quickly. As far as a lasting effect, uh, dealing with hags, uh, we've got plenty of experience with that here. They weasel their way into the minds of many, uh, whether or not it's dusk blood or just the hag's affinity for you. Hmm. Difficult to say. I'm sorry that you're having to deal with that. That is uh, something that our realm, a bit, a bit of a shame on our whole realm to have set a mad god upon the plains is, uh, you know, not something that we look at favorably. Mm, yes. Well, thank you for the information. You can't be as specific as I hoped. Any suggestions for um, putting a stop to someone who seems interested in, in perhaps freeing the, the Dark Crow from his prison? I wouldn't worry too much about it. Tiandra is a terrible force, uh, a truly terrifying power that court those brambles I, I wouldn't say that there's something that could be bypassed very easily I can't imagine a way that anyone would do it I, I'm sure it would have been done now if possible so you're saying this Tiandra could be an ally in stopping what our foe might be up to I think if you told Tiandra that you had a doubt in her prison that she would burn you with the power of a sun mm. perhaps right. not then Okay. Not the type of person who you want to speak with at all. Uh, I may be slightly biased, being one of her sworn enemies, but she is not uh, not someone to be... I, w I wouldn't be having any conversations with Tiandra if I could help it. She has a way of twisting words to be versus her, rather than with her. She's fickle. Well, that Wise sounds advice. very unpleasant. But if you kill... How do you, how do you improve if when people tell you something's gone wrong, you kill them? Don't ask her that. <laughs> um, I, I, wa I, wa I wasn't... I was asking you. I mean, I, I don't know, but I, I'm also not a god. So uh, once you reach godhood, I, I don't know what the ladder is like for them. <laughs> they may not think they have any improving left to do. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I, I agree with you, Ben. I, I think that uh, the moment that you feel like you're the best that you could be is the moment that you your spirit truly dies and you've plateaued forever. But maybe that's what being a god is all about. I don't think very highly of them. No god I've ever met has been someone I envy. Mm -hmm. How many gods have you met? Four? <laughs> wow. Which Five? ones? Yeah, well, pretty what ones have you god, met? But might still count. The Winter Queen herself and Tiandra. I met Tyr quite a long time ago, uh, before his uh, demise. Oh, god, that drinking one. He was a load of fun. What was his <laughs> name? Perinth? 
Wait, that can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> we got absolutely smashed. <laughs> oh god, I'm getting a headache even just remembering it. A crazy time. Uh, I've got coffee. You, you you want one of these? Oh, uh, and and yeah, he picks like absentmindedly picks his uh, his coffee cup back up and starts drinking it. Like hey, excellent excellent plan. Yeah, is this cinnamon you've got in here? This is great. This is real good. Oh yes, uh, uh, Jeeves has perfected his. Uh, uh, I mean, it's the most consumed food in this tower. So, yeah, if I can give you a tip, uh, next time you, you you're prepping the beans or whatever, put in a little bit of orange zest with it. Yeah, just a little. No, you don't, oh. you don't oh, flavor yeah. the coffee, you psychopath. You you, you got to get the flavor from the beans. You want oh. the bean flavor. <laughs> yeah, yeah start sleeping. Coffee is beans. It sure is. Huh, if you want Gross. to stay awake, I mean, just try one of these eggplant things. <laughs> <laughs> it's way more effective. <laughs> yes, uh, well, I was I was speaking to Ben about that last night. I'm, uh, the, yes, you, you must be having a wonderful time. Very, extremely productive, I suppose. Oh, it has been great. Uh, and Bree is just like pressed up uh, against the glass, like looking out um, <laughs> at everything. Just watch the crash. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I don't think that registers for her. <laughs> Reese just tasting the colors out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, I, if you're concerned about somebody releasing the Dark Crow, I can't imagine that somebody under his influence would be able to uh, make much headway in what, that. What kind of damage would bleeding onto the vines do if, you know, if you were a powerful hag? deliberately bleeding onto the vines. Onto the vines? Onto the brambles? Of onto the Twilight Court? Um, yes. Well, uh, I don't quite know. Uh, I, I don't remember the brambles having any sort of reaction to blood. We, we spent very little time in the court itself. You, uh, It has a terrible effect on the mind, but, uh, but not nothing that I know of. Hmm. It was very deliberate sacrificial almost mm. uh, hag rituals doesn't sound uh, completely strange okay well i guess you, we'll just have to investigate do you know anything about a, a, a magic jar that um, what was what was it kara it was it was oh yes their... it um it shrivels up their life force and they um just you know turn into a bit of a little darkling raisin oh uh, darklings as well god cursed creature. Uh, a jar. Oh, they've got all sorts of jars and charms and trinkets. They're tricky. Can't be good. Uh, no. But harvesting uh, the energy of a dying soul, that sounds uh, like a hag's MO. Hmm. We slayed a hag who did something similar. Uh, used the powers to breathe life back into all sorts of uh, twisted creatures that they had sewn together. All these hybrids. Hmm. That was the hag Moreau, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds similar to what, what Lilia has been after. Well, well Ken, I, I mean, I don't know how connected you are there, but uh, if you avoid uh, checking in with the doorman of that maze, uh, it might be a good idea to, you know, just make sure eyes are on it. I can send a message to some of my contacts in the summer court. Yeah, I mean, better safe than sorry, right? I, this sounds like something you don't really want to, you don't really want to crack in the wall. Yes, uh, a absolutely. They'll, they can be smart about it. I'll, I'll pass the message on. Uh, I wouldn't worry if I were you, though. Uh, these, uh, all, always looking too far into one direction, you'll find some sort of cosmic terror that is tearing at the very lines of reality, and 
it's best for us uh, small folk to just deal with the little things. Uh, well, with that, uh, we might ask one last favor of you um, and, and ask that you uh, uh, try to send us back to whence we came. Of course. Uh, if you're ready to go, then uh, where would you like to go? We're hoping that you could uh, return us to our our colleague's um, cabin. It's um, it's a it's a giant queen mimic. It's quite exciting, but uh, it moves, so um, we're not quite sure where it is right now. Okay. Yes, moving makes it a little more difficult. Uh, but do you have just uh anything that you took from there? Any any uh. You know, yes. a, a trinket or... Yes. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, Valen digs in the satchel for the uh, sailing wizard's book. Okay, and he takes it and kind of focuses on it for a second and says, Okay, yes, uh, I'm getting a bit of a picture off of this. That should do it. And then he goes over to the globe and starts turning it in the combination. And the uh, bars start to swing over again as the room starts to turn into the vault. And this time when you come into the vault, you can see it's basically completely empty. The pedestal that used to have the pearl on it is gone, but he walks. And as he walks in a circle, the floor, which is also in kind of a grid, the squares of it start to clunk downwards and spread apart. And under it, you see a uh, Valen and star, I think right away, and probably Ben too, right away you would recognize it as a teleportation circle, uh, appears on the ground. Oh. Uh, ben looks really sheepish, and he's just like, um, I didn't bring that book, I just thought we were coming to talk, I didn't know we were leaving already, it's back in the guest room, and my coat, um, can you send it to us after we go? Wait, wait, I mean, I could just, you could just go get it. Can we go... Can I go? Can I go back and get it? Yes. No. Yeah. Sure. And he what? goes back over to the globe and starts turning it again, and everything like plugs back. The floor dramatically like closes back up over the teleportation circle after he reveals it. Yeah. And Ben it. is just like, I'm. I'm really sorry. I just everything was happening, and we were going to the vault, and I. I didn't know we were going to be leaving. I would have got it. I. I didn't know we were leaving yet. I, Benjamin. I would have brought it. Benjamin, please. If I can give you one piece of advice, don't be afraid to ask for what you need or want. Okay. Thanks. Uh, I'll be right back. And Ben <laughs> runs and gets uh, his Sherlock coat and yeah. the uh, book. As he leaves the room, he's like, Ken is like, that is very good advice, but but, but that, that was a real pain in the ass for cause. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that Bree has her sack of gold on her to avoid this scenario happening. <laughs> yeah, it's way, fu it's yeah. way funnier. <laughs> it's a total kid move, too. <laughs> I didn't go pee. Oh, I gotta go pee. Uh, before we tell him. you already on. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta take the snowsuit off. I gotta take the snowsuit off. Uh, so you, you come back in. He redoes all of that same description. Uh, it happens exactly <laughs> the same way the first time. The only thing that is updated is the character model of Ben is now wearing a coat. And, uh, Full Sherlock. Yeah. Uh, and standing over the... Is it okay if I... Can I, can I take this coat? And the pants, and because they fit really well, I got them out of the wardrobe. Oh yes, of course. I can't imagine why I would have even put those in there. Um, <laughs> I'm Perfect. certainly not going to wear them. Thank you for the book too. Yes, of course. Uh, the the I I hope it serves you somewhat well. And if not, you could probably sell it. They're worth quite a bit. And he holds on to the book that you've given him and starts to focus. 
Um, he spent hours and hours crafting him a pair of pants, and then he doesn't appreciate <laughs> it all, and he just takes a magic pair of pants out of a black, endless void inside of a cabinet. Uh, these children. Um, so you look around one last time in this vault area of Kenwath's tower as he focuses on the book. The world around you, he sort of gestures for you to step into the circle, the teleportation circle, and as you step in, the world around you starts to vibrate and things start to shimmer and move around you. You see a great amount of concentration coming from Ken's face as all of you start to feel yourselves lift slightly off the ground, and then it is like someone takes the entire world around you like a wet towel and wrings it out. All of you are just twisted together, and when it rings back, you all sort of fall to the ground with this, like, nauseated feeling as you suddenly just, like, plop onto the floor of the cabin. Kenwat's standing there holding onto the book. You fall into towers of books with all, which all just fall over in all directions. I think when you hit the ground, like Valen, you have a machete up to your throat right away. <laughs> As you see Diglin standing there with like both machetes, just like, holy fuck, what the <laughs> Jesus hell? We got, uh, we got some help coming back. Yeah, fucking right you did. Who's this? Uh, this is Kenoith the Cold. He's an incredible wizard uh, from the Winter Court. Uh, he's the uh, inventor of the uh, Kenoith's magnificent wardrobe, uh, and he is uh, one of the most powerful and incredible gentlemen that we have had the honor to meet. Well, yeah. that was uh, that was quite a good sales pitch, Valen. Clearly, this is in uh, in very good hands with you. I'm sure this is going to make it into spell books all over this place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just practicing. <laughs> and Diglin is like, I don't care about most of that. How did uh, you just uh, you just walk teleport in fucking wizards? Goddamn Jesus! <laughs> so what? We got another another one who's going to be following us around all over the place. Like oh, I got to babysit somebody else when you guys go off gallivanting wherever you fucking go. Oh no, I think Ken Ken's going to go home. He's um, you know, he's established. Uh, yes, that that's quite right. And actually, a, a few it seems uh, extremely powerful entities are bent on my complete destruction. So I should probably get back. Oh, uh, Kian, uh, maybe change your combination too. To the to the vault, you mean? Yeah, but you know, safe and sorry, right? Ah, yes, uh, good enough plan. Um, well, all of you, thank you again. I literally owe you my life, and uh, as do we owe you ours. So I guess we're even. Perfect. Easy thank peasy you. that way, I suppose. If you ever uh, need hey, anything, feel free. Feel free to uh, uh, just send us a message. Oh, about branches, yes. Yes, of course, and vice versa. Uh, let me know if you're back on the Fey and uh, buried under another avalanche. We'd Hopefully love to. Hopefully, I'll be conscious enough to reach you. Uh, and then he, yeah, sort of like gives you all a very like deep, respectful bow. Uh, and absolutely. And he hands you the bell book back that he was holding, mm -hmm. and. Um, looks to Diglin and says, I'm uh, very sorry to have uh, sprung them upon you like this, ma'am. And she says, yeah, just uh, get, get fucked. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I think she missed us. I think she missed us. <laughs> and Ken draws these runes around his feet as you see this uh, with, with a magical chalk, and he draws a combination of his uh, teleportation circle and then taps away. Ben, uh, looks at Diglin and kind of gestures his head to where uh, 
Ken just disappeared. He goes, we solved his murder, and then walks out of the cabin. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't as even soon, be surprised. As I, soon I'm going to try uh, to give her everyone, a hug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you get pushed away with a machete blade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, you pretend to be prickly. I, I got you. I got a bead on you. As a, Yeah, as soon as... Um, everyone sort of paffed into existence as soon as Star got his bearings. He was up and out of the cabin looking for light sky and dust. Okay, yeah. So you come out the front door, you see there are three wodes are sitting around a chess set, a dragon chess set, uh, and are like trying to maneuver the pieces with their like big stumpy hands. And uh, you can see Sky is sitting there just being like, that doesn't, what a stupid, I, I've been training you for so long. This is such a stupid. And then sees you Star come out runs and, like, and tackles. Yeah. Yeah. So you <laughs> like hit the ground rolling and she's just like, oh my God, he's back. He's back. I made it. And I made it. It's me. It's me. It's the big one. <laughs> and then <laughs> the doors of the caravan, the back of the caravan just explode open and dust and light come rolling out as well. Just like, running towards you with garlic just like barking at their heels um <laughs> bido kind of like sleepily looks out like squinting against the light and then just closes the back door again <laughs> stars like, yeah, just they... like stars just like covering like sky's face with licks like just like uh, 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 like cat style just like totally <laughs> cleaning her up yeah and uh you get like just tackled to the ground by the others and uh they're they're all just like barraging you with questions well, okay, well, the first thing you have to know is that, uh, so I saved everybody. I'm the reason that we made it back. The, uh, we fought these big spiders. Uh, I killed the biggest one single-handed. And I got a new <laughs> dagger. Oh, look at this. See? <laughs> and then, like, Star, like, throws the dagger and then, like, like bamps it back to his hand. Oh, yeah. and, uh, and, yeah, just sort of continues, like, <laughs> telling the story with a clearly exaggerated central role that he played. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like... Star question. Did Star give the letter to Terry in the end? Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to mention it so many times, but I didn't want to. Did he just leave it lying on the desk there somewhere? Yeah, we, we could say you left it somewhere for him to find. Sure. With a, yeah, with or even like with canning. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to leave so quickly, but yeah. I was just kind of hoping you were burning him on purpose. <laughs> it is One it is much funnier down. if star was just like oh shoot <laughs> terry I'll, I'll leave that up to, you, up to you star though you can you can choose to burn terry or you can say that you left it somewhere that like ken would give it to him <laughs> i like the face. idea of him reaching into his coat later and pulling the letter out <laughs> being like, like oh, oh no <laughs> <laughs> Terry's already told off Gary and sold off the rutabagas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't need to save these rutabagas. Yeah. yeah the couch rutabaga. I'm out. I'm set. Terry's back in the limelight, baby. <laughs> Fuck you, Gary. I'll never speak to you again. <laughs> yeah. So Dust is just like gasping and like halfway through the story, he's like, wait, 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 wait. And like scrambles back into the uh, caravan to get his journal and comes back out and starts trying to write everything down. Fezric comes over and is looking over his shoulder as he's like writing and it's and it's just like oh you should draw oh you should uh, you should draw this oh draw this here look and it's like reaching over his shoulder and dust is just like batting his hands away from the <laughs> journal as he keeps trying to like draw things on the page and annotate yeah ben's uh got garlic up in his arms and he's, he's scratching her and her in the spot she likes right under her collar on the right side and he just looks around and Where's Uncle Yuri? Yeah, and Yuri is up on the caravan, like sort of looking over just as you make eye contact with him. He just sort of gives you a tip of the hat. He's like, welcome back, kid. 
and runs over and tries to give him a hug. Yeah, and he scoops you up as much as he can. I mean, your feet come off the ground a little bit. He's yeah, <laughs> basically the same, same size as you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just sort of like shakes you around all over the place and puts you back down. And he's like, hey, you've had all, all sorts of adventures, it sounds like. And he's kind of nodding at Star's uh, recounting of the spider tail. Yeah, Star's lying a lot, but that's pretty much what happened. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's always always good to lie about your adventures to people who don't know any better. That's how a lot of the heroes come about. I'll start. I'll start trying to do it. Oh, yeah. It's a blast. (laughs) Rubes, they don't know any better. (laughs) I haven't met any rubes, I don't think. Oh, you've met plenty. I guarantee it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll keep an eye out. We were on the Fae and well, we were on the ethereal plane and then we were on the Fae and then we were in a wizard's tower. And he was killed, but we solved his murder, and his family wished him back to life. Ah, uh, wish! Oh, oh, jeez! Oh man, there's a wish. Oh, no, wish. Uh, yeah, it was, it was the most, it was, it was super, super magical. I was just thinking the whole time, like Uncle Yuri would steal so much from here. Oh, I would have stolen that wish so quick. That place was full of magical treasures, Yuri. Yeah, would have loved it. Had an entire donjon full of stuff. A donjon? Are you are you serious? Yeah. Oh, it's okay though. We did get some armor, uh, as as Bree just like huffs the potato sack <laughs> on the ground, and gold just goes spilling everywhere. And Yuri just like his jaw drops, and he's like, "Oh, holy shit! Oh my god, is that a whole potato sack full of gold?" Yes, uh, I thought we could melt down and make into uh, uh, bracers, maybe. Yeah, I'll, I'll let me. I can take care of that for sure. <laughs> oh, good! I knew I could, could run. <laughs> and he starts trying to like drag the uh, potato sack away. How much gold is that? I guess roll two d ten. We'll do twenty. Take your time. D <laughs> ten. The forbidden dice. You look stressed. I'm trying to think about it. like gold are pretty small, so a big. Thing mm, full. A big bag full of gold. It's definitely a lot, and Herrick had a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The 2d10 was a five and a zero. Five and a zero? Yeah. So, yeah, so maybe maybe we'll just we'll just say like times a hundred. Uh just make it. Uh I found a Quora.com article asking the question: how much money is in a thousand sacks of gold? Uh, and then first they had to define a sack, and they said it's coffee is 60 kilograms, flour 100 pounds, grapefruit 40 pounds, rice 100 pounds. So they did density equals mass volume for coffee volume blah blah. Da, da, da. Pretty simple here. Density of gold. They use the density of gold, uh, and then <laughs> so, so they got so 50 times 25, uh, 2,316 kilograms of gold per sack. Uh, 2,000. 2,316 kilograms. One kilo of gold is well, they're doing one. Three thousand seven hundred and two U.S. dollars at the time of writing this. <laughs> now, I mean, gold is, is extremely heavy and Sounds extremely expensive. Heavy. But um... <laughs> I, I'm going to say it's five thousand gold. <laughs> okay. Yikes. Yes. 50, if it's fifty times twenty-five, it's twelve fifty. Yeah, I, I, I'll I think five thousand. I think I think I think times uh, times a hundred. Yeah, five thousand right. gold. So I think it is. It's a lot. Five thousand gold. <laughs> and I stole like Ken's credit card. Yeah, it's like is that bug Mike out is bag of rewarding us a lot. And now, what? The problem is that Mike is is that we're getting rewarded a lot. So now we have to really be on our toes. Well, you <laughs> just right. gave it all to Yuri, so you're just you're putting it in the in the Yuri in the stash, which I assume yeah, we can right. pull from Remember when we that. need to buy new equipment. Hopefully, yeah, I believe 
we're paid like gold two gold a week. You so get paid, so uh, we are all owed in items. salary. We're all owed in salary like two gold. Or like yes. four gold or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Plus the three months before the game started. Okay. All whatever. right. Yeah. He he will pay for basically everything out of those coffers. And then uh, you also get a commission based on magic item sales whenever you get to a big town. <laughs> oh, and um, we have a spot to stay in Mox the Rain. Ken's wife gave us a little uh, a deed. Ex-wife. Right. Yes. Oh, a house. Well, that's great. I mean, always, always good to have a place in a, in a spot like Mox Terrain. Although, you know, like, you could always just stay with me. Do you have a, do you have a house? Yeah, no, my, my whole life is uh, in Mox Terrain. I thought you lived with the caravan full time, but uh, my mistake. No, no, actually, I, I kind of hung up the old, uh, the old coat on the caravan quite a while ago. Figured I should get it back on the go, though, when uh, I started looking after this guy. And ruffles uh, Ben's hair. Feathers, uh, all, the ha- all the hair's gone. And yeah, I guess a couple of feathers come off in his hand. He's like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> ben actually sees that and is like, what? And like, <laughs> feels his hair. He's like, oh. And run, where's, uh, and jumps into the back of the caravan and comes out with his shield and just holds his shield up and looks at his reflection for the first time. He's like, I have, I have a beak. <laughs> I got a beak. Yeah, yes, that's that's been um, working its way out for a, f- a few days now, I, I suppose. No one told me. He's not normal. We no, it's you know. Well, I guess it's normal. No, it's not. You you couldn't you couldn't feel it. <laughs> no. Well, there's been a lot going on. No, that, that's fair. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> ben is like, oh, like squeezing his head. <laughs> I guess it was gonna happen. My mom said something like this might happen. Been waking up. I've been there's lots of feathers in my bed. I didn't. I knew it was gonna happen. Ah, you. Oh. You're all right. You're you're fine. You're a little more bird-like than usual, but you're still been through and through. Yeah. Did we ever do the? It's not on the. What's on the outside, but what's on the inside? Bullshit talk. talk yes. Yeah. It's not, not, it's not true. He's more important what's on the outside. <laughs> if you are tougher on outside, you protect organs on the inside. <laughs> Good point too. I don't know if the feathers will protect me more. Oh, but Beak is strong. Bree is just like, clink, 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 clink on it. Ben pulls away. <laughs> How long uh, were we gone? Uh, let's roll some dice. <laughs> right, bro. Okay, roll. We've been dead for 40 years. <laughs> uh, roll a D4. One and two is slow. Three and four is fast. Who, who's rolling? You uh, asked the question. You asked the question. Oh, no. Okay, I'll roll the Valen dice. Uh, the, wh- what am I doing? D4. Uh, D4, one and two is uh, slow, three and four is fast. It's a one. A one, so time moved slowly. And then roll a another D4 to see how much slower. It's a four. Four times slower. So basically no time has passed ah. in the while you were in the Fae. You gained a bit of time. So Are we back you, in time? You didn't go back in time, back no. back in time! <laughs> you didn't Sorry. go Mitch, to Mitch anywhere. The clip. <laughs> uh, you Sorry, didn't go anywhere so like triggers. fucking wild in the Fey or anything. So if, if you spend a long time in the Fey, there are chances to like fucking go back in time and stuff like that. But you are only in the Fey proper for about an hour, so the the oh yeah the right are pretty good. So of that hour, it was really only like twenty minutes or fifteen minutes. Yeah. So yeah, Yuri says uh, Yuri says oh no, I mean you were gone a day. Oh, that is probably why I'm not tired. <laughs> I think you're not Might tired be. because those fruit are still working. 
I mean, if that's the case, we should find more of these fruit. I think I've got I one. I hope we never set foot in the ethereal plane again. Same. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't all bad. Uh, it was pictures. pretty bad. There were ghosts. Guys who played but drums. now, now it's not that bad. I mean, at the time it was very bad, but now I nearly died. Breeze I body. nearly die every time I go anywhere. It's and tried to steal thing. my body. R- Rowan just kind of tucks broken teak into his shirt out of sight. <laughs> yeah, Bree, do you not remember being possessed by a ghost? Oh my god, it was best soup I had in so long. <laughs> <laughs> That's not normal. <laughs> I know, it was delicious. I was very curious what they put into it. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I was also not in a good mood when we first got there, but you know, the longer that we stayed, the more I got kind of got into it. Yeah. You can't say you didn't have fun at Ken's place. You saw a dragon. I'm incredibly grateful that we encountered Kenoith. That was one of the most elucidating experiences uh, in, in my travels so far. You see? And, and not being squashed by the avalanche, that was great. Well, we get squashed, but we just get unsquashed after. Yes. Squash part was not so fun. No, I've, I've come close to death too many times in the past 48 hours. <laughs> you are very squishy, Valen. It is almost funny how fragile you are. I agree, actually. It is almost funny. And Bree, like, claps you on the back. Like, way too hard. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad someone finds it amusing. <laughs> yeah, Ben is just, he's been squat down, uh, inspecting himself in the shield, and he just looks up, he's like, have you thought about wearing armor? If, oh, we have much gold. If I were to wear armor, I would not be able to cast my spells. Why? Uh, it, it, it's too distracting. Well, maybe he could finally learn to fight, a eh, star? Maybe you could teach him a thing or two. I could maybe teach you a thing or two, Valen. Khalil, look how to run away. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I have been working on something that might help in that experience. And I cast Misty Step. Uh, And so you see uh, my entire body just like become encapsulated in ice. And then in a moment, just like sublimates into a vapor and disappears. And then about, uh, is it 30 feet, 60 feet, whatever, 30 feet away, you see a bunch of like, sort of like almost like a a whirlwind of, of... fog start to circle down into form a, an ice statue of Valen, and then the ice all shatters off, and I'm standing over there. Well, that's a bit showy. That's going to happen every time. <laughs> 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 and Fezrek is like, whoa, that was that was cool, and then like <laughs> screams and uh, cuts his hand, and then lightning strikes. He's like, oh, we're all doing, we all doing magic. I can't remember his voice. What is his yeah, voice? That was good. Like? Make that it was that good. one now. That yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Yeah. 20 minutes was a long time for Fezzerick, apparently. <laughs> I forgot he was with the party until you teleported back here. Fuck, too many NPCs. What was he? <laughs> he had a really Terry-like voice, didn't he? He did have a very, yeah. Just yeah. very Terry, voice. yeah. Just not yeah. Maybe that's why I'm afraid to do it. Well, we got like, like, like this. Like this. It reminded like, me of yeah, our, the potion seller, uh, the Cadgi. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So yep. the, the, not yeah, quite screams. as Terry, but like a little bit of Terry. So then, take two. Here we go. Hey, awesome! <laughs> and then cuts his hand and screams and lightning strikes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just fade out somewhere yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah probably right about there yeah uh, yeah he's back baby <laughs> yeah, the real yeah. star of the show 
Star looks at Valen when he like dashes over to the other side, and he's like, "Oh yeah, well, that's very impressive, but can you do this?" And Star just does a standing backflip. <laughs> uh, Valen will try to do a backflip. That is a crazy thing to try to do. <laughs> I got a I twelve. My medicine check. Yeah, you land on your fucking <laughs> head. <laughs> cast, cast featherfall, quick! Cast yeah, featherfall. You just flop onto your back. I think that happens, and everybody's like, "Whoa!" Like, yeah. <laughs> Yuri's like, "What the hell are you doing? Why would you even try? You okay? Oh my god, that was a joke. You didn't need to. Uh, you, you you never learn if if, if you never try. <clears throat> oh. I guess that's true. And um, Diglin comes bursting out of the cabin. She's like, okay, everybody, you got your goodbyes, everything. Hello, welcome back. Great, great. Uh, the babysitting time is over. Uh, let's get back to business and get out of these fucking trees. And then she whistles and the ground under you starts to shake and the cabin starts to rise up. And you see Diglin is holding a, a rope on the front and starts just like pulling forward and very slowly the cabin moves along with the rope and the trees, this sort of ethereal light bouncing off of them start to clear and you feel the wind hit your face as you step back out of the rotten pines and into the world's fine mountains. The mountains in the distance just stunning, reaching up into the heavens themselves up through the clouds, uh, a light snow falling around you. As you see, this rope has been tied to a traveler's shrine, uh, which has been decorated with all sorts of flowers and coins uh, and food pouches. And Diglin like takes a deep breath and is like, "Okay, okay, no more nighttime story time with Fezrik. <laughs> this is this is a good day." <laughs> Now, let us see a happening elsewhere. Far, far from Kenwith's tower, a pale moon rises above a cursed forest. The moon's light lazily glows down through the snow-dapple trees and illuminates a familiar clearing in the rotten pines, the site of a battle between two queens, the place where our party departed this plane of existence. The eerie quiet of the forest is broken only by the slow drip of snow melting off of the surrounding branches. Suddenly, and silently, a small snowy owl lands in the middle of the clearing. It begins to awkwardly walk around, its head turning this way and that, searching high and low, investigating. And with his attention drawn to its search, the owl notices an electric blue sizzle in the air behind it a moment too late. Before it can return to the safety of the skies, the owl is pounced upon by a monstrous blue-faced spider and neatly wrapped into a small parcel of web. The spider begins to hum and buzz as we hear the owl inside the cocoon utter two sounds. First, boom, and then, quieter, fuck, and then with a pop, they disappear leaving the clearing empty and silent, save for the slow drip of the melting snow. Hello, it's Mike Fardy, your Dungeon Mom, here at the end of the episode. We love that you show up every week to listen, but another thing that we love is getting five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. So from this point on, anyone who sends in a five-star review can send us a picture either in Twitter DMs or wondersandblunderspodcast at gmail.com 
Or if you tag us in a tweet or a story of some kind, maybe even a reel. Did reels catch on? If you're listening to this in the future, are reels still a thing? If you tag us in any of those things or send a picture of a five-star review, we will choose a listener every week to give us a message. It can be anything at all, and Yuri will read it at the top of the episode. You can give a shout out to your friends, to your favorite character, or just say hello. So we hope you'll go do that. Those reviews really help us out, and that would just be the best. Speaking of the best, keep being the best. We love you very much, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye.